Waffle House, nay, definitely. <laughs> you said that with <laughs> such passion, such disdain. <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong with the Waffle House, sister? Look, I'm not out here to like you know disparage brands. I'm not like, but I just am not a fan of you know. Um, well, you know, the Waffle House, I have, you know, had indigestion a time or two going <laughs> there. So I attach it to that feeling. So I would say that I will respectfully pass. That's good. <laughs> I, I respect that. The same way that Atlanta is unapologetically, unapologetically Atlanta, I feel the same way about the Waffle House. Like it's just unapologetically yeah. the Waffle House. Like sometimes Absolutely. you're going to get what you get and it'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the Fort Atlanta podcast, where our purpose is to be the place to inspire you to learn and love Atlanta even more than you thought you could. My name is Betsy. And I'm Terrence. And we are a couple of hosts for the show. That's right. Terrence, how you been? I've been great, Bets. I've been great. Trying my best to stay, you know, away from these COVID streets. Away from these COVID streets. <laughs> are you double masking? I, oh, yeah. I've been double masking from the jump, though. Oh. Yeah, like I was a pioneer. People used to judge me. <laughs> you were ahead of the game. <laughs> they used to judge me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more like a double masker. I probably end up triple masking at some point. Oh. No, nah, I probably won't. I might be uh, not be able to breathe. You just get yourself that. like an astronaut helmet. <laughs> I've seen like those. Stick your head in there. I've seen those actually. They have yeah. those for yeah, for sale. Like people make those. It's insane. What? Like check Instagram. I think I've seen a couple of them. But is it for COVID or just to be an astronaut? Uh <laughs> it's for COVID. Actually, oh. yeah, because you can't go anywhere with it. But you, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, you know, speaking of insane, you've had a pretty busy last couple of weeks. That is, <laughs> that is right. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, so for research yeah. for the podcast. Research, yes. Uh, I, I created a COVID-friendly Atlanta nostalgia bucket list. That's smart. And I spent, you know, kind of put some things in a bucket list. Obviously, obviously I was not being reckless, but based on recommendations Careful. from the show. That's right. Based off of things that people were, were telling us about, That's I was right. like, hey, we, let's kind of learn a little bit more about Atlanta. Right. And uh, I want to tell you a story about one of the places I visited. I would love to hear it because you have to test out your own product, right? Right. Come on. I'm listening. Right. I'm listening. So it, for those of you who remembered when Sheffield Hale was mm -hmm. on the podcast a few episodes ago, uh, he talked about the Atlanta History Center. That's right. And he, he specifically talked about this table tree. Yes, he this did. This tree table. This wonderful 160-foot tree. That's insane. That you could also use as a table. And I was like, okay, this is easy. You were very intrigued even then, though. I was, yeah. because I, I'm a picnic person. Yeah. I'm an outdoor person. I, yeah. I think it's super romantic. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go on a friend date. Okay. It was actually on Valentine's Day. Oh, look at you. It was That's actually sweet. on Valentine's That's Day. Sweet. Outside. Outside. Was it was kinda... actually cold and dark, but oh, wow. we uh, committed. Sheesh. We committed to going and finding this table. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And remind me, what did he say about the tree and the center on the podcast? Yeah, he was like, the center is awesome. And he was like, the tree, anybody can just come out and sit at the tree. Right. Like, you like, didn't have to actually... No, he was like, it's a community tree, a community table. Like everybody can just right. come out and, and sit at the tree. Well, I forgot that part. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I spent, I, I like, I spent all the time like circling around the history center and there have these signs that say, Hey, these are exhibits you need to pay to go inside. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to break the rules. I don't want to break the rules. So I bought tickets to like go inside because I thought, you know, if, if you've ever been to the Atlanta history center, like you have the actual exhibits, Terrence is laughing at me. 
<laughs> oh, you have the exhibits and then you go outside and there's all these beautiful like <laughs> like like outdoor exhibits right and i was like oh well maybe the trees out there well i see the whole museum or the whole center guys there's a lot of rich exhibits a lot of great you can see goats there are six goats <laughs> they have a, they have chickens they have turkeys but the table is outside the entrance <laughs> So oh my God. I spent Valentine's Day learning about the rich history that Atlanta has to offer. And then I did finally get to eat my lunch at that table. It's a beautiful table. Jeez, this takes me out. I'm I sorry. just want you to know the fact that you pay for something free just is hilarious to me. Well, but I, you still got an, an enriched I, experience. I do think that it was my civil duty yes. to support the Atlanta Respect. History Center. And Chuck Lopez, if you, if you are listening, yes. uh, I was a patron of yes. the center. But That's my guy, by the way. I think something just, once again, I, I don't want to, people are wondering like, why do you care so much about this tree table? Yeah. It is a table that also looks like a tree, like the way that they ordered the tables, yeah. like they designed the tables. If you look at it from a skyline view, it actually looks like a tree. That's insane. And I mean, it was like a 160 foot tree that they cut down and, and designed, but it is a beautiful art piece. It, I mean, there's a lot of space to social distance. In fact, when I was there, nobody else was there. <laughs> So truly, I was super safe and secure <laughs> in it. And uh, yeah, it was just a great experience. And 1010 recommend. 1010 recommend. Look at that. 1010 recommend. You know what? Speaking of 1010 recommend, this, this you know, our next guest that we had, uh, it it was such a pleasure. Yeah. Um, and turns you did the solo, I actually. did the solo. I felt alone. And, you know, I didn't have my partner with me. Oh. And so I shed some tears and poured out a little for my homies but aside from that this this conversation was just amazing so uh i had the pleasure of talking to a good friend of mine who we've been friends since my gosh almost 20 years wow uh we met in college her name is amy arefo and amy is uh an incredible attorney here in the atlanta area um and we'll say more about that in just a few moments but i think what we should do first is to highlight some of the businesses That's like right. we typically do here in atlanta and our hope guys is to be able to put these local businesses in front of you got in front of you so that you can support them maybe right. get uh, information and knowledge on them and what we want to do is be able to use our platform to elevate the stories experiences and investments of those around who are make truly making uh, right. atlanta better so we are going to highlight tidied by k yes that's how, i mean that just that kind of just rolls off it does. the tongue but this is a, a home organizing company based here in atlanta georgia so i mean listen there's no better time to figure out Facts. organization of your house than this season Facts. right now. You're at home. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, like, and because, like, realistically, a lot of people have, like, work at home and mm -hmm. they have home at home right. at the same time, along with being principals and teachers. Oh, their kids that's and their right. students as and well. And video so, editors. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Ter Terrence was a video editor for his daughter. <laughs> you got to do what week. you got to do out here in these streets. So it is the perfect time. Yeah. And the Tidy Cut by K really helps reclaim home environments by just helping you just rid your house of clutter, which honestly, guys, we kind of by like bypassed the whole Marie Kondo phase and we just forgot about it. That's facts. It's time to bring that back. So if you are looking for some help or assistance, uh, Tidy by K was actually able to already help 70 families. My goodness. For a local business, that's huge. That's way huge. And we just know, hey, when your home is at peace, when you take care of your home, you are also at peace. 
So let Tidy by K help you find your peace at home. Come on. That is good. Shout out to Tidy by K. You can follow them on Instagram at Tidy by K. T-I-D-I-E-D-B-Y-K. That's right. All right. There it is. This is a spelling bee. You'd win. Actually, I did in middle school. Yeah. Fun fact. You know, it's kind of toot my own horn. Toot toot. Anyway, let's jump into this episode. And again, like. This is uh, Amy Arefo, and she is an entertainment lawyer, a CEO, an influential speaker, and she is dedicated to the outreach and education of entrepreneurs and creatives. So she is uh, she does a lot in um, intellectual property, oh, that's awesome. um, as well as she represents a lot of the artists in the Atlanta area. So, um, for example, I think uh, one of her clients, it's 85 South, which is a uh a group of young men who uh, basically take this comedy thing pretty seriously. Wow. And they have built upon their own individual careers as comedians to create this multimedia conglomerate. And so she's responsible for being a part of that. But overall, she's just an incredible human. And I think as our listeners uh, get a chance to hear from her, they will be inspired by the things she has to say in this episode. Well, I for one can't wait. Why don't we get into it? Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the For Atlanta podcast, where I hope is that you would learn and love Atlanta more than you thought you ever could. And uh, my name is Terrence. And today we have a special guest, one of my all time favorite humans in life, <laughs> who I've known for a long time, well yes. over 15, almost 20 years. Yes. Uh, today's special <laughs> guest, ladies and gentlemen, is Miss Amy Arefo, and she is absolutely amazing and so amy welcome to the show thank you terrence okay t smith we go way back so i'm sorry you can call me t that's right that's right you can call me that well listen amy again thank you so much for being a part of this we are excited and this podcast is all about being for atlanta uh and you know i would love for our listeners to get a chance i know who you are but i would love for our listeners to get a chance to know who you are uh tell us a little bit about yourself as, as if you were reading your own bio, what would you share if you were reading your own bio? Oh, man, these moments are always crazy, right? Because you're like, I don't want to sound narcissistic. It feels <laughs> weird. But like, and, and you know, T, we keep it real here. Yeah, so I hope yeah. people are ready for this in this session. Sure. Um, so so with that being said, so I'm Amy Arefo. Thank you, first of all, for having me on this platform. I'm honored. Whenever you call, you know, I answer. Um, so Appreciate I'm you. Amy Arefo. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, uh, T and I know each other. We went to college together, UNC Chapel Hill. So we go way back. So it's always great to see people in their progression. So proud of you. Um, And I am, as I said, from Raleigh, I moved to Atlanta nine years ago and I moved to Atlanta for pursuit of my career. So my career, I'm in entertainment. I'm an entertainment lawyer. So I love Raleigh, love home, but it was not an atmosphere for entertainment. Mm. Um, So as much as I love it, I went to school there. I went to undergrad at UNC Chapel Hill, as I mentioned, went to law school at North Carolina Central University. We're, you know, we're Tar Heels, right? We're Carolinians. Right. We have great, um, great education system there. So for me, I'm like, get my education at home, love it, and then leave the bird's nest to pursue a career. So that's what brought me to Atlanta. It was between New York and Atlanta. Very telling time. I graduated from law school in 2010. We were still very much in the midst of a terrible recession, if anybody remembers that then. So my my move in 2011, when I moved to Atlanta, had to be incredibly strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the affinity to New York was... 
um, I had a law turn, um, law internship in New York. So I feel like I learned to cut my teeth in entertainment there. So that's what was going to take me to New York. But then I had to be strategic. As I mentioned, it was a recession. Um, so moving to New York anytime, but especially during a recession, <laughs> I don't know if that would have been the best idea. However, my oldest sister was here in Atlanta. I'd visited several times just being, you know, a dope city. And I came and I never forget. I came, um, my middle sister, I'm the youngest of five kids. Um, so my middle sister had gotten married probably two months before I decided to move. And I came and I said, I'm moving here. That was September wow. of 2011. And I spent an extra week or two just navigating. And I said, I'm going back to North Carolina to pick up my stuff. And that's what I did in November 11, 2011. I'll never forget that day. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Get out of here. <laughs> 11, 11, 11. 11, 11, 11 to this day. That's a very important <laughs> day for me. Yep. That's incredible. <laughs> Man, that, I mean, that that's powerful because you're thinking about like recession and yeah. getting out of law school and wanting to have, you know, a career and yes. really just kind of kickstarting everything and you're choosing yeah. between two cities and yes. New York is one of them. And uh -huh. the other <laughs> one is Atlanta, man. What, I mean, what yeah. what is it about Atlanta that Ooh. that you know you loved or was drawn to and what what is it that not only were, were you drawn to it but what about Atlanta is what is, is something that keeps you here what keeps you in Atlanta wow T I love that question I say it boldly um I love the empowerment I feel in entrepreneurship across the board but most specifically within the black community. Mm -hmm. I am so empowered and that's what keeps me here nine years. Like you look up and you're like, oh, it's nine years. It's because I have never seen such a high concentration of people. First, let's start with that tier. And then African-Americans yes. who are just out there say, I'll figure it out. I'll start this business. I'll grow it. And they scale it. It takes a lot of work. It's a grind. But to me, that's what Atlanta represents. Innovation, wow. um, boldness, creativity. And I see it, um, but especially within the community for me, um, Black women, you know, yes. seeing them. Oh, I because I moved here. I'll go back to segue in the story. So I came out of law school. I worked. T, we're from, um, we're from North Carolina. So I'm familiar. You're familiar with this. I say I worked at this company called SAS Institute. Yep. I was legal counsel for a year. I did corporate law. Great, amazing experience to learn how to be a lawyer, but I still was like, I want to do entertainment law. Mm. So I moved to Atlanta, as I said, November 2011. And then I moved here. Again, I say this. It was a recession. No jobs. So I moved here with no job. Some may say I'm crazy, but, you know, there's never a perfect time to take a risk. That's right. And then I came and I said, OK, if you don't see it, you have to create it. And that was the genesis of me creating my law firm. My it literally gosh. was. I always knew I had an entrepreneurial spirit. My parents, I'm first generation um, American. My parents are from Nigeria, so I'm Nigerian. So there was a part of me that, you know, coming and innovating, entrepreneurship, discovering that, you know, my parents are my superheroes, as I call them, mm. because they have they came. There were only two people from their respective families to come to this country and build a life and have five kids. And wow. here we are by the grace wow. of God. So I get a lot of my fervor and, you know, ability to take risks just while watching them. Um, so a lot of it was, okay, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I never knew I wanted to open a law firm because that wasn't the desire in law school. Wow. Um, and so I came out, but you have to survive. You yeah. have to survive. And that's what I did. I came here and then I said, okay, one foot in front of the next, if I'm going to build from ground zero, it has to be the way, you know, I'm a woman of faith, you know, following my God's grace, praying where he leads me, but I'm going to be the one to create the blueprint as far as my life, who I'm going to work with. So that's when I was like, 
okay, I'm doing entertainment law. We'll figure this thing out. So even when I needed money, people were offer personal injury cases. They were offered things. I said, no, I was intentional about wow. my brand is in building entertainment. No clients, right? <laughs> no book of business, <laughs> but slowly you do that. You go to networking events, you shake hands, kiss babies. My first several years in the city, I was going to lunches, dinners, um, breakfast meetings four times a week. I mean, wow. aggressive, like, you know, just because nobody knew me, like you right. have to meet people. Um, and then from there you get a client and then you get another referral and then you just start growing with people and things happen. <laughs> That's incredible. Like think, thinking about, because one of the things that has drawn you to Atlanta, which is really dope to me, is yeah. the the overall spirit of innovation and the spirit of go and get it out the mud, as the young people yes. say, you know, like go, going and grinding and making this thing happen. Because even in our previous episode, uh, I think it's episode three, the, uh, our conversation with, with LaShonda uh, Butler-Burks. One of the things that she said about Atlanta was just that it was like, you can yeah. be, you can dream it and you can really yep. achieve it here in Atlanta. And it's dope to me to hear you talk about like, yeah. this is what happened. Like I I, yeah. I saw it and I, I didn't have a situation. Nobody was, nope. you know, <laughs> nobody was hiring. So instead yeah. of sitting on the sidelines, I decided to create what I wanted to be. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And then T, what, what does it look like practically? Cause you know, we keep it real. Yeah, yeah. It looks like my sister being here. And I have to live with my sister for two years. It's nothing yeah. like family yeah. while I was building this business that nobody knew about me. So I spent years like literally going out to meet with people, shaking hands, kissing babies, going to networking events, just letting people know I'm here because people can't work with you if they don't know you. Right. That's so that right. was what you spent several years doing. Um, so, you know, doing that. But a lot of it was having a great support system and and, and a family. Um, so even being strategic in the move, like, yeah, I could have moved to New York, you know, would have figured things out, would have been a hustle or grind it, like it was here, but it just would have, I felt like at that point in my career, it would have taken me a little further back than, okay, come here, humble yourself, coming out of law school. I want to paint the picture for you all. I'm coming out of law school. You have a law degree, yeah. right? Like, and yeah. then, so you talk about humility every time you, you have that. And then you're like, okay, but having a family member to say, stay here as long as you need to, you figure it out. So for two years, wow. I was able to hustle, grind. You take a contract job here, building my business just so I'm like, okay, then I'm ready to go hit the ground running. And then, like I said, you take one client, you grow with people, you, um, you know, you're green, you get burned, you learn, rinse and repeat, right? Yeah, like you yeah. do all of that. Yeah. And then you start to build a brand, but intentionality is important. I wasn't taking every case as much as I needed the money that was vital. I was like, okay, I need you all to know that I'm an entertainment attorney. Wow. I'm an intellectual property attorney to help build and grow brands for content creators and creatives in that space. So that meant even to the detriment of watching cases that I could take to say, oh, that's quick money to say no, because it was the end, long end game. It was wow. the end goal for me was to be in this space. <laughs> that that right there alone is, I think one of the, one of the challenges of being in a, a microwave society is yeah. that if you're not intentional about yeah. what it is you want to be and what it is that you're aiming to go get, you'll fall off because you, you want you yes. want to get that that quick bread. And I know, Absolutely. you know, there are times, especially when you're hungry, yeah. you're looking over yeah, the like, man, that bread look good. That bread looks real good. <laughs> this case wouldn't be bad after all. I'll figure out how to do it. Like all of that. I had tea. I had all those talks. I yeah. had them. 
I had all of them. I remember very candidly, very vividly where there was one point that it got to like, I think I had like a hundred dollars in my car. Yeah. Again, yeah. I'm painting a picture for you all. Yeah. I went to law school. I'm out of law school. Yeah. You do all that, you know? Um, so it was, you know, the humility. If you're, look, whatever people say, I'm a woman of faith. I believe in God. So my faith grew stronger. I often say entrepreneurship has brought me closer to Christ. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was already, but it has because it's faith. Even now at this juncture, my, my law firm's almost nine years old. Like I don't have, you know, the traditional nine to five. It's still very much, you know, anytime business can go really well by the grace of God as it has, but then, you know, like look what happened with the pandemic almost right. 10 months ago. You look, when people are thinking about how to put food on the table, they don't need legal services right then. Wow. So it's like, that could have gone either way, but I literally did something like words are powerful. I declared a season of abundance and that's yeah. what God honored. Wow. So in the middle, and, and I'm saying that humbly speaking, cause I know people are out here suffering, but you all put words attached to it. I said, Lord, in the midst of this, this will be a season of abundance. And again, my testimony is that, you know, he honored that. Come on. That, I mean, <laughs> that, and you bring up a very valid point. Like when you're talking about, you know, people looking to put food on the table, they're not necessarily yeah. looking for legal services or yeah. even even in like when you talk about entertainment. Right. I feel mm-hmm. like the entertainment industry had to go undergo a, a revamping oh, yeah. of a sort. And so, I mean, what did that a couple of questions? What did that look uh-huh. like for you and, yeah. and your clients? Because, you know, there were there weren't any live shows happening. There weren't any, you know, all these things that kind of changed the entire landscape of entertainment. What did that look like for you? So at first, you know, in March, I know that's again, a season of life. Nobody will forget when the world shut down. Right. Um, so at first, Everyone was like, what is this? Because remember, we heard whispers in the wind. We yep. didn't know what this pandemic or COVID-19 was. Then things started shutting down. So at first, people were confused. Then a, a little bit of panic shut in, came in. And then I would say by the end of March, my clients, the middle of March, they were literally, some of them were on tour, like in respective cities throughout the country. They, had, they were called back. Wow. Like that day, um, you have to get back on a plane. Like that's how it looked wow, in yeah, real time. Yeah. So then we whatever respect the cities because nobody knew what this new pandemic or disease was. So they came back. So it took a couple people, a couple of weeks. At first they were like, oh, this should blow over. Again, you all context. Nobody knew what right. this was. So they took, uh, for a couple of my clients, they took that week or two to just be like, oh, should I finally get some rest? Because just to give a background, my, some of my clients are music producers, comedians, content creators. So some of them are touring on the road for 250 to 300 days a year. Like wow. they're gone. You know, like they're, they're away. Yeah. So so they're looking like, shoot, I get a break for a second. Again, not knowing yep, of what's happening. Um, so those first two weeks, you know, it was quiet, but it was cool for them mm-hmm. but by april people were like wait a second yep. <laughs> they're like this is something that looks like it's not going away so i had some calls it ran the gamut tease there's some calls i had with clients to check in because i really care about the people i work with of course we bet on each other so i we, we have personal relationships so it was are you and your family okay you need anything's good but then from there came a burst of creativity tea. It came from my client base, at least, because guess what? This time allowed for them and for all of us. We finally got to sit down longer than a lot of us ever have in our lives ever. So with that, they were if you go in and touring, you're doing shows. 
everybody wants something for you. There's a demand. You don't have time to think. Your head's not clear. But when they sat down, I've seen new music come out of this time from clients. I've seen new content and shows on YouTube. That's what it's looked like. And I, again, I know the process was frustrating for some creatives. They weren't able to create. But when that shell went down, I've seen and think about the content we're seeing now. And some of it, people just wrapped up and we're going to see now in 2021. But it's as a result of the creative what they went through in the pandemic, you all are going to see that. You started seeing some of it last year. You're going to see it now on TV and music. So it bred a time of pure and raw creativity. That, you know, that like to me, that's incredible. Like, okay, when I when I hear that, I think about, you know, you gone through your struggle where you had $100 yeah. in the bank. Like, and there's mm-hmm. a period in my lifetime that we hadn't even discussed where I was yeah. unemployed and trying mm-hmm. to figure out, yo, like, what, what is it? But mm-hmm. the amazing thing for me is, of course, my faith is a part of that journey, meaning yes. like I know that ultimately things will work and things will turn for my good. But I, yes. it, it's amazing to me to be able to go through that. And it seems like it's kind of the same thing where you go through these moments, almost yes. these, these burial type moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, only to be resurrected and and be yeah. 10 times, 50 times better. Absolutely. Right. It, that, so that's, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Cause you know, they, we don't like a lot of times when we go through the struggle, that's not exciting. That's not sexy. That's right. not the fun part, but like that part of the journey, the older I get, I learn to appreciate that. Right. Yes. Like it's the stretching, the pulling, the purging, the tugging. I call it different adjectives. Yeah. It doesn't feel good, but you know, the end result is going to make you sharper, quicker, more savvy. So you appreciate that the bumps don't always feel good, but it takes you to a, a, a level of elevation that you weren't before. That that's good. That I mean, it's it's the gem analogy, right? Like no no nobody mm-hmm. in their right mind would voluntarily sign up to beat your body the way that you exactly. beat your body in the gym. You know <laughs> exactly. what I'm saying? Like I mean, Absolutely. literally, you're, like the fibers in your in your your muscles are tearing yes. so that you can get stronger. And so nobody yep. in their right mind would do that. And and to hear. Again, like it's, but it's the process, right? If you're going yeah. to be strong, if you're going to be successful, if you're going to be, uh, even what what's developed in the process of that, the discipline of yes. understanding Absolutely. what it looks like to grind, understand what it looks <laughs> like to change, knowing like, all right, you know, this has to happen no matter if I see fruit right now. You know, yes. I'm, 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 I'm hope to see fruit eventually, uh-huh, but even uh-huh. if I'm not seeing it right now, I got to just keep staying the course. So that's Absolutely. that's good. That's so good. What? <laughs> What, when would you say was a turning point for you? So like you grinding, you growing this thing, like you're trying to figure it out. You had these lunches, like, you know, you're like, all right, what's up? Like, so I hope something pops. Yeah. Like when, when, when was the moment, when was the turning moment where things kind of shifted from, all right, I hope that something pops to like, okay, now we're on to something. Now something's beginning to develop. Oh, I love that question. T. I would say um, it was, you know, because you'll have what's happened as you're building your business. I'll speak on the legal side. You build in what they call a book of business, right? For clients, like clients that come to you and you can have one also that I call it, but like you want consistency in business, yep. right? Yep. So yep. it was when that happened, I would tell people it took several years, probably up until year five, just being real of we're, we're, yeah. we're you know, probably being in business that makes sense for me until year five. Um, what does that mean? Make sense. Meaning like, Ooh, like I could pay myself a salary for my company, you know? So we're talking real here, you know, it's before I would, um, you know, I always promote hustling and having, you know, multiple revenue streams, but it was on some, like, I could not put my whole self into my business. I was doing that, but it was still like, can I get some contract gigs here? No, like 
now, like to be able to say a part of my business expense, the first thing is to pay myself. I wasn't able to do that until year five. Right. And those are the parts of business that people need to know. It would, what did it look like? It will go back into my business so that I could travel and go to networking events. So whether it would be LA, I had to go to the Grammys to just be out there, like mm-hmm. be out there to the brunches, not making it to the show yet. Right. Like <laughs> just going, just going out being there to in be in space. LA with, yeah, being in the space for literally music executives and music industry professionals from all over the globe. That's as big as it gets in music to be out there, to be able to attend a brunch, to ask somebody for coffee or lunch, being there. You need money to do that. So instead of paying myself, I would say, OK, look, I need to go out to L.A. for a week. And that costs a lot of money to find a place where there's a hotel, Airbnb, rental car and then go out and take somebody to lunch or dinner or, you know, you're doing that to for people to know you. And then the follow up and the follow through is important. And it's no good if you go and meet somebody and then you don't build <laughs> organically. So this could take years, as I mentioned. Yeah. So doing that. So that's when it started to make sense around year five. I was like, OK. And I literally remember having to talk with God. I was like, OK, Lord, if this is what I want to do, if you want me to do, you'll make it clear. Because during this whole journey, T, people have offered me jobs to go back into corporate America, um, you know, offered at different firms. But I know I sound crazy when that's guaranteed income. But I was like, nah, that's not what I think God has wow. in my journey. I stayed at it. So I had that talk to say, Lord, if we're going to do this, like, please, I need a writing on the wall for you to show me that I need to activate. And that's when the shift occurred. Wow. Man, <laughs> listen, that that right there is is it's amazing because I think people's paths and, and the people that you see who are successful and who, who, who've had, you know, a strong amount of success, there tends to be this, like this formula, right? Yeah. The formula tends to be, Hey, you know what? I decided to go bet on myself, you know, yeah. e- either out of like, Hey, necessity, because it wasn't nothing else happening. So I had to go do yeah. it. You go through this adversity Right. You, yeah. you you build this character, you develop these habits of discipline. You have this this faith thing that guides yeah. you and, you yeah. know, like, all right, even though it doesn't seem right right now, it, it will. And it's yes. going to be OK and it's going to turn. And eventually it does like it, it, mm-hmm. it really is a formula. Um, yeah. And it's man, it's, it's so inspiring and it's so heartwarming to hear yeah. you sharing this because, I you know, Having known you so long and all, yes. all, all the history that we have together, this yes. man, this makes my heart warm. My God, oh, thank you, thank you. Warm. You you yeah. make my heart. Like I said, I'm I'm just proud of you and accomplishments. It's so crazy when you know people like when you grow up and like you're you know we like to think we're grown or in college and stuff, right? <laughs> but you look back and you're like, oh okay, like you know. But knowing people when you're you're growing as we call it from a young adult, right, yeah. to like a full fledged adult, like you have a beautiful family, like yeah. like we've seen the, yeah. the you know the transition. Um, so it's you know, but yeah, there are parts of it, but a lot of it is you know, um, it, it's it's the struggle. Appreciate because think about a story, right? Not that it feels good to the person going through it, but you don't want to read a book or watch a movie where everything was coasting. Right. Coasting, right? right? Like, it's like, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you need to hear the part where somebody, I mean, not that you wanted a life to be that, you know, dramatic, but if the, the story that is the one that draws you in, the person was homeless and they became a millionaire, right? Yeah. Those are the stories we're like, man, because guess what? Everybody likes the story of an underdog who That's found right. success. Who that's does right. not relate to that, right? right? So that's a lot of it. If you, like you said, T, if you're betting on yourself, 
And, you know, you have your walk, you pray, you meditate. Like for me, my non-negotiable anywhere I am on earth, I say this all the time, is I have to do my prayer and devotion. Mm. Even if it's a quick, you know, it's it's usually more time in my house and my, you know, as I call it, my sanctuary in my house. Like then I have more time. But if I'm traveling, then like it's still happening. I'm reading some devotional on an, uh, the phone. I'm bringing it because that centers me because I'm in a role in service. I'm a lawyer. So people, as I say all the time, are not calling me to be like, hey, girl, what's going on in the middle of your day? Like they're, they're calling me to be like, OK, something has happened. Um, I'm advocating for people. So I'm a transactional attorney, which means I don't go to court, but I deal with all people's like business dealings and entertainment. So any recording agreement they get, any kind of licensing, anything, I'm negotiating their rates and I'm trying to do what I like to say, help them build generational income, like life shifting, you know, uh, opportunities. So I need to pay attention to a 30 page contract I may get where these companies are not looking out for the interest of my clients. That's my job, right? So I need to be, focused. I need to be clear in my head. So I have to hit the ground running. So when I'm getting a call or an email, it's not for somebody to say, oh, let's grab some ice cream. It's on some like, how can we problem solve? How can we get, you know, these resources for me? So I'm in a place where I have to give a lot of myself to people all the time, every day. So I need to be at a place where I draw my strength from. Like, so that's where my prayer comes in, you know, um, in the beginning of the day. <laughs> That's so good. I mean, it's it's really, you fill up so that you can pour out daily. Absolutely. You know, because yep. you can't. And we all have a lot of roles like that. You right, know? So. right. You can't give what you don't have. And being, particularly being in the industry that you're in, like, yeah. I feel like it's even more so. And, and yesterday when we talked, we talked about like how you see yourself and how you see your role and what you feel like your passion yeah. is and your purpose is. Would you say more about that in terms of being in entertainment, being in intellectual law, like being in these spaces yeah. where, you know, the entertainment industry as a whole may not be as, you know, clean cut, wholesome, yeah. whatever, like <laughs> say, say more about what you feel yeah. like your purpose is in this particular space. Ooh, yes. I feel like my purpose is to always remind people of integrity like it mm. still exists in this business right wow. like that's important to me like if i have to compromise i'm not going to i i again i'm i you know the lord and i talk a lot <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's it's you know mm. <laughs> so it's we talk a lot because you know i'd say to, i have to slay dragons a lot in my day right you know so it's i need to be able to approach this the right way so i'm like lord give me the words to say um so it's um it's so because we talk and we're so chummy then i one thing i said to him i said you know at the beginning of his career lord if it's going to change me i don't want it wow i said it Wow. I said it then. I was like, if this space is going to change, because you're exposed to a lot, you all, you're exposed to um, people that have a lot of assets, um, a- assets and an access, right? Mm-hmm. Like assets and things and resources and then a- access to think everywhere and everything. Right. Um, so what do you do with that? How are you playing on that? So my job, really, I, I have a fiduciary role. I know some things as a lawyer that some people's family members don't know because there's a level of trust yep. that's there. So it's, you know, being a fiduciary, being a good sounding board, not being a yes woman, but saying literally I have clients. We're in the middle of deals. They're like, what do you think? And literally they're not just ask. They're asking me, what do I think? And I'm saying, look, I want what's best for you. If you want to pull the deal, which has happened, we'll pull it. And it could be a sizable amount of money which yeah. would be great for everybody, but, but it's, it's, 
I need <laughs> I need to sleep well at night. Yeah. And I like to say I sleep well at night because I operate with integrity. So it's introducing integrity to everything. I'm not saying I dot all the I's and cross all the T's, but I do lead with integrity. Um, and, and that just looks like, you know, Treating people, the golden rule, treating people how I want to be treated, doing good business, being honest, being respectful, right? Like I don't have to jump on tables in a negotiation and curse people out right. to get to the same finish line. That's that, what it means. Come on. Listen. Oh man, <laughs> this is this is touching my heart right here. Um, so so given all that, like who are some of your clients? Who are some of the people that you represent? Uh, just for our listeners and they can understand, yeah. you know, this whole context of, you know, what you're doing, who you're working for and how you're transforming lives to make sure that there's generational wealth that occurs. Absolutely. So some of my clients are, I got to start with the home team, my fellow North Carolinian. So it's Jaron, J. Kit Sproul. And this story is funny because we went to middle school together. So you all, you never know who you're beside. That's and he's crazy. my client. So he's a music producer. He is produced for the likes of Diddy, um, Nicki Minaj, Jadena, um, the list goes on, right? Kevin yeah. Ross. So, and we're from Raleigh, North Carolina together. We went to middle school together. So that's one of my clients, a music producer. Um, another one of my clients, um, Chico Bean. Um, he is a part of 85 South. Yeah. <laughs> and then he also, you know, has a thriving career. Um, and then I also represent 85 South. Um, and then I represent Carlos Miller as well. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah. these are members of 85 South. And um, so Carlos, DC, Chico representing them and then the other, um, their other owners of 85 South who are not talent, but they're behind the scenes. Um, who else? I also represent Candy Burris, her restaurants, OLG. Um, and that came through a connection. One of our mutual friends, as you well know, T. Donwan Clark College. <laughs> a lot of it growing. You go to college with people. Our dorms are across the street from each other. Again, you all, you never know who you're beside. And I've watched his journey and his grind and how, you know the story, T. Um, how he would leave Chapel Hill to drive to Atlanta to meet with Candy and just build. So it's no coincidence that he is the general manager of the brand. So That's just right. having relationships like that when the need comes, you know, and, you know, Candy is, you know, I admire her business acumen. She's an amazing human being. And then just growing and scaling her brands when it came time to look for, you know, counsel as she was building her restaurants, then the relationship was there already. So that was, you know, how that started. Um, and then I'm thinking, trying to, one of my other clients, Tila Studios. Tiffany Latrice is an amazing visual artist and she has an incubator for Black female artists in America. Um, so literally, when you think of artists, there are a lot of dope black female artists, but who caters to them? That's why she created this company. Wow. So she literally helps wow. to promote. We were at Art Basel, December 2019, where she had um, an exhibit for that black women artists, you know, created. That was in Miami in Art Basel. So yeah, wow. you all, I could go on and on all day. I work with dope people, but I'm grateful that we choose each other. And to me, more than anything, it's like, you know, regardless of money or anything that's offered is you have to have a good soul. That's my criteria. Come you have on. to have a good soul and be a good person. Yes. Like, I don't care how much money you make. <laughs> like, I don't care. That is a, you have to, if you make a lot of money and you are a foul person, you don't do right by people. I don't want to work with you. And I'm not going to work with you. That's the beauty of me owning my own that's company. Right. That's I get right. to choose who I work with. So I am grateful and inspired by the clients I work with. And any of you all, I love you. If I, you know, I didn't leave the rest of you all out. I just didn't want to, you know. 
be on this forever talking about the clients, but I love you all. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I mean, in a lot of ways, this is, this is what for Atlanta, the for Atlanta podcast is about, right? Like the people that you are helping, the people that you are in partnership with are Atlantans. Like you are helping yes. to transform a, uh, a protecting a lot of the things that they do. Uh, making sure they Absolutely. get the best situation for them and their family uh, and, and helping yes. them create, you know, like you said, generational wealth, like you're changing yes. lives uh, in this city. And that is absolutely yes. mind blowing. And it is such a it's, it's so refreshing, like to hear you yes. talk about it and to hear that you are not willing to, uh, you know, get rid of what you believe is true or get rid of who yes. you are for the sake of chasing absolutely. A dollar. And that is that is so refreshing. Um, Yeah, because we know money comes, money goes. But when you operate in a posture where you you open your fist instead of close it, it will always find its way back to you. The money will. Come on. Listen, you are dropping gems. (laughs) Dropping gems on here now. Um, All right. Now, now, what is something about the entertainment and even the intellectual property domain that most people don't know? But probably should. Oof, oof. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, there are a few things. Um, let's see what they don't. I would say this. Um, I was like, where do I start? Um, I would say this: that people, when you hear them on the radio, when you see them on a YouTube channel, when you see them on a TV show, you all, the amount of painstaking sacrifice and years it's taken. I'm one of the people on the team having a conversation with these people as they're wow. building and growing. Um, with that. So it takes a long time. So exercise patience. That's where you said earlier to bet on yourself. So all of these people, the common denominator where every one of my clients is they bet on themselves when they were dead broke, when nobody cared about what they had to offer, what they had to paint, what they what joke they had to tell, what song they produced. They still were like, I'm a vessel of God and I have some things I need to say, whether money is attached to or not. The hope is that there will be some money attached to it, but they still did it. So that's inspiring. And, you know, you stick at something long enough and it happens, right? So that really is the key. Like people need to know there is no such, we hear it all the time. There's no such thing as an overnight success in entertainment. That is the truth. The only time, like even these people where it seems like it's, you know, a microwave society, let's use a show like X Factor or something to that extent. You all don't know the journey before people got on American Idol X Factor. Years. But they may say, oh, after six months, they got this record deal. Still, they were doing things to get them to that point to audition for That's a good. show like that, right? So there, I need people to understand entertainment. There is no such thing as an overnight success, period. Wow. If, if you want longevity, I'll say that. That that is again. That's, that's so good because it's a great reminder in the microwave society that we live in, in the 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 IG and TikTok society. Yeah. You know, every everybody's a star uh, based yep. on one or two posts. <clears throat> Even those, you know, some of those are, are planned, and there's a process to that as well. Yeah. But that that's good. That's really good. What yeah. would you say is one common myth about your profession? or your field that you want to debunk right here on the For Atlanta podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I think that people think that, I mean, 
let me say this. There are some perks that come with the gig. I'm not going to, you know, discredit that. Like, at like that's not the case. <laughs> but I think people think I hang out more than I do. <laughs> like, I think that's it. Like, I think, like, legit people are like, oh, I had somebody tell me one time, they're like, oh, lawyers just go to a whole bunch of lunches and dinners. I'm like, for real? <laughs> they actually said it. I was like, who are you even talking to? Like, for real? So I think they think in the role, I'm just speaking as a lawyer, that I'm out here, like, running the streets, hanging out. Now, I will say, <laughs> when you first get and you have to pound the pavement, do you go to studio sessions? Do you do whatever here and there? Yeah, that's just for people to know you. But I, in the juncture of my career, like my clients are saying, can you come through? I want you to see this, right? Like it's, I want you to hear this before the world hears it. How do we protect this? So there's intentionality with going. There was before, but it was more of visibility. Right. Now it's not about visibility. It's about support. For my clients when I'm going out. That's literally what it's about. So I think people think I'm on the streets a little more than I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, at every studio session. I'm having just fun. I'm like, but who reads that 50 page contract when it comes in, right? Like, yeah. So I'm protecting their interests, which means I can't be out here, you know, in these streets, running the streets. Like I said. <laughs> That's hilarious. They, they think you out here on the gram flexing. Believe it. Uh, you know, show it out. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's good though. That, that's really good. All right. So as as a, a woman of color in this particular space, doing your thing, and you've you've grown your business the way that you have, and you've done it in such a way that continues to honor and not compromise who you are, which I think is absolutely uh just remarkable to be able to be in this particular space and uh, and and again to be intentional about that this isn't didn't happen by happenstance you know what i'm saying you were very intentional yeah. about it and the way that you built it what would you say or, or what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career that is similar to yours and what resources have been most helpful to you as a person even in your role whether it's books conversations yeah. podcasts people that you've known and uh or, or just things that you've learned over your time I would say finding a few good mentors because sometimes people think you find one mentor and stick to them like, and and that's fine. But T, you know, we could appreciate this. I used to think as an intern, I was like, Oh my gosh, this person truly can't be that busy that they can't do insert this and grab a call to do this. But you all adulting as they call it being an adult, it gets intense (laughs) at times. I'll just call it that. Um, so I fully understand when I used to be like, why does it take somebody three days to answer an email? I get it. Now, <laughs> right. Like, it's like, you all, this is not that anybody thinks they're better than the next. It's just about like, you know, there is an intense amount of demand in certain roles and anyone's in like, again, I'm in a fiduciary role where people are like, you know, I don't want to break trust. I want them to know they can always come to me. So sometimes like answering an email in that second, when I need to talk to somebody, that's not going to take priority. So doesn't mean I don't love the mentee any less, but it just means if you had two or three people set up that you wouldn't feel crushed or disappointed if your mentee didn't get back to you in time. So I I feel like that having a few mentees for different parts and interests in your life, maybe one professionally because she's a black woman and she could speak to what it means to be a black woman in entertainment. Then you'll have one that, um, maybe went to your law school, right? And it could serve as a resource to you. And then, you know, you have a personal mentee who just ignites something in you, like because you're inspired by them. But I would say a lot of it is, even as a mentee, find out how to be an asset, Mm. right? It can't be a take, take, take relationship. It's even if it's like, 
okay, can I have some time from you? Um, but also, is there any way I could be a resource to you? Just even asking that question. Nine times out of 10, they'd be like, oh, I'm good, but thank you for asking. And then sometimes they may need you for something. And then sometimes that will lead to a potentially life-changing opportunity, right? That could be an internship for you if you're in school still. That could be a new position. But then when you organically build, I, t- I can't articulate this enough. Nobody likes, like, T, if I came to you and you're like, oh, I haven't talked to her in a long time. What does she need? Nobody likes that. So just build in with people. <laughs> Like, you know, just build, just take somebody to coffee and don't want anything, right? Like just ask them about their family and really mean it. Be authentic, be organic, build organic relationships. That is such great advice. And it's it's, it's not only great advice for career, but it's a great advice for life. Yeah. Because you're right. You know, like there are certain people, if I ain't seen your number on my phone, in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the, what is this person? Yeah, yeah, and the last time <laughs> your number was on my phone, the last two times, it was because you yeah. was calling because you needed something. I might yep. not answer. It, it's the truth. Let's be real. Because you're like, <laughs> nobody likes to feel used, yeah. right? And that's relative, whatever that means in somebody's life, how they feel used. But yeah. it's it's just what about checking in? Like even now, it's the beginning of the year. We like by the grace of God made it through a tumultuous year last year. Text somebody, I know we're in the middle of January, but text somebody say Happy New Year, right? <laughs> like, just to ask them how the holidays were. Let them know you're thinking about them. Send a word of encouragement, you all. That's what it means to be organic, authentic. Like, if somebody comes to my spirit, I could be in the middle. You know, we all have taxing days. We have a lot to do, but I'm going to text them and just say, you okay? Thinking about you. How's it going? Let's schedule time, even if it's a month from now, to get on the phone or if we're in the city safely, right? If you're socially distancing, yep. grab coffee or whatever it is, but let somebody know their thought about, because now more than ever, we all need, regardless of whether we think we need it or not, we need to feel like we're seen and heard. That's so, that is so good. That is so good. It's great. Again, it's great practical advice. Like that is, that is human one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. like if you understand Just that. Be a good human being. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You understand people <laughs> like, all the stuff begins to kind of take care of itself. When you when you think about like resources, books that you've read, conversations yeah. that you've had, podcasts, what are some of the things oh, that would help right. our listeners if they are looking to pursue a career that is similar to yours? Um, I would say in entertainment specifically, there's a book called basically every entertainment professional's read it. It's called All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald Passman. There's several versions of it. Um, I read it back in law school a while ago. Um, but <laughs> so I know they have updated uh, versions. Um, but that is it breaks down music publishing who an artist should have on their team, what um, copyrights mean, what ownership looks like what an agent looks like. I mean, he, the guy is giving game. Like, wow. um, so all you need to know about the music business, um, that's one. Another life book that just shifted something in me is called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm yes. Gladwell is my favorite author. Like I'm yes. reading one of his books right now called Blink. But, um, but Outliers, just because it showed you that I often tell people if I was not a lawyer, I'd be a sociologist, which a part of law is sociology because I have to read people yep. and, you know, <laughs> I have to be able to, <laughs> not even a psyche, I have to be able to read body language and assess things really quickly, right? So I br- I ended up bringing a part of that into the career, but I'm just so fascinated with human beings and how we react to things. So in the book, he covers that. It covers like, there's no such thing as a coincidence. I say that often too. It's this person was born on this date in this city, this year, and this helped lead to this because they had access to this. They met this person who did that. Like it just show he breaks it down. It's such a good book. Beautifully. 
It's an amazing book, isn't it? it is. T? Like it's it's, so good. it's literally my favorite book ever of all so time. So good. Oh my God. That book, like <laughs> it, that one and David and Goliath was another one that oh, I enjoyed. Thank you for telling me because I have that one to read. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading, I'm yeah. sorry, I got really excited because I'm, <laughs> I'm reading like, all his books. Because yeah. I'm reading Blink right now. I read the tipping point, yeah. and then I have to read David and Goliath. But this man is a phenomenal yeah. philosopher, sociologist, author, all of the above. Seriously, <laughs> the, like Outliers was a game changer. David and Goliath was another, like those two are like, I was like, man, this dude, it, it affirmed what you just said. Yeah. I'm like, this man yeah. gets it. Who, yeah. who is this it. guy? Yeah. So shout out to Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> yeah, you. Malcolm. You out here change your lives, brother. You out here change your lives. All right. Well, 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 thank you. I appreciate that. Um, couple of things I'm going to ask you, and then we're going to do this thing that we call yay or nay for the A, okay? Yeah, your name for the A. And I'll tell you more about it in a little bit. Uh, But what's the most important thing you've learned in your life uh, just over the course of your years? Whether it be from Raleigh, you know, New York, Atlanta, what what is the most important thing that you learned in your life? I would learn, I would say um, patience because I have a bit of a patience issue. (laughs) I did. I'm still working on it, right? Like, but when I've been patient, and I've waited on God, I could not even articulate the kinds of results that came from that. Wow. So being patient, I would say, and being open. I'm always open to things. Because sometimes you're like, I don't know where this will lead. And it will lead, like you all, you can't even fathom, where it leads you to an introduction here, which will, you know, lead you to that person. So I would say being patient and being open. That's so good. That's so good, Miss <laughs> Amy. All right. What, uh, Tell me this. What do you love most about our city? I think I know I have an idea. Just overall, you know, uh, being in it, things you've experienced. And uh, what gives you hope as it relates to the city of Atlanta and, you know, this city in the next 10 to 15 years? I love most about Atlanta that this city creates its own narrative. Um you know, people like to try to compare Atlanta to, you know, your L.A. and New York. Everything. It has its own personality. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love that unapologetically Atlanta is Atlanta. Right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the people in it. I love the <laughs> culture. I love the entrepreneurship. I love the innovation. All of those. Those are what draws me. So you may laugh at certain things, but like what? But you're like, that's Atlanta. Right. Like it's one of those. <laughs> we've all said that it before. Is. Right. Like it's, it's one of those things. But like, I love that. What inspires me is. The city has not even scratched the surface with the potential. Ooh, I know that. That's good. That's good yeah. right there. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're right. I I had a whole conversation with uh, somebody a few weeks ago trying to explain the beauty of Atlanta, right? And yeah. and the beauty and the frustration of Atlanta at the same yes. time. Because you'd be like, oh, man, you know, I'm proud of our city for doing whatever. Like, you know, we, mm-hmm. we did this. But on the flip side, you'd be like, now, why are y'all out there partying? every other place closed down in this country leave it to atlanta i was like what is this about you all like seriously like anywhere i go like i just safely traveled i went to synagogue i just came back and i covid testing and all um but the question people oh you're in atlanta like that's the person with judgment on their face and it's like and it's like, you all, I'm clean. I've stayed in the house. I've been responsible. But the world is seeing this. People are still out here, as yeah. we said, a, a low. they are out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah, out here in these streets. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. You, you go from electing the first African-American, yes. you know, senator in, yes. in, in history. And in the same, in the same week, in the same <laughs> sentence. Literally. Out here partying. 
So now he'll party. But, <laughs> but in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a pandemic, when you say you have to say certain things out loud, <laughs> people are out here partying in the middle of a pandemic. Like, is partying <laughs> that essential? <laughs> like, you think you need to do it in the middle of a global pandemic? <laughs> it's crazy, but it's Atlanta, right? That's that's Atlanta. It it's crazy. So yeah, uh, just, like we said, unapologetically so, right? Unapologetically that's Atlanta. Atlanta. That's exactly right. <laughs> listen, all right. So listen, we're gonna try this next segment. And this next segment, like I said before, is called Yay or Nay for the A. And I'm gonna give you two choices, and you have to yay one, which means you're you're rocking with that one. You're choosing that yeah. one, and you nay the other one. All right. So for example, I'll say I'll say Coke. Or sweet tea. You can yay whichever one you're rocking with and nay the other. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. So you ready for this? And I might I might ask you why. You know, your, your answer okay. is your answer. Listen. Okay. Just to, We're family here. You so know what I'm it. saying? <laughs> all right. All right. So let's do this. Uh Busy Bee Cafe versus Fox Brothers. I don't know if you've had either. Busy one Bee Cafe, yay, Fox Brothers, nay. Okay. All right. All right. Why, why yay for Busy Bee? Because the I'm not even a mac and cheese fan, yeah. but their mac and cheese is bomb. <laughs> and then the soul food, I'm sorry, like, and I'm not even like a massive mac and cheese fan, but I just their food is flavorful. What well, a lot of food in Atlanta is flavorful. So yes, that's my yay. That's good. All right, all right. Let's go. Uh, Chick Fil A or Waffle House? Oh yay, Chick Fil A, Waffle House, nay, definitely. <laughs> You said that with such passion, such disdain. <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong with the Waffle House, sister? Look, I'm not out here to like you know disparage brands. I'm not like, but I just am not a fan of you know, um, you know the Waffle House. I have you know had indigestion a time or two going <laughs> there, so I attach it to that feeling. So I would say that I will respectfully pass. That's good. I, I respect that the same way that Atlanta's unapologetic. Unapologetically, Atlanta. I feel the same way about the Waffle House. Like it's just unapologetically yeah. the Waffle House. Like sometimes Absolutely. you're gonna get what you get, and it'd be all right. You know what I'm saying? We're just keeping it real here, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Next up, TLC or Escape. Ooh, yeah. T, you can't do this because you have I me know, in bind. Candy is my client. I know she is. So can we plead the fifth? I'm just saying. No, I mean, if, you, if you no, need to. No, no, we will do. We will do. Yay. I can't do two yays. I mean, if you want to, I, I, we'll make an exception this time because I understand. Thank you. Yay and yay because <laughs> that was every bit of the 90s. And if anybody knows me, my favorite era of music is the 90s. Yes. So yay and yay to both of them and women's empowerment and what they did for the city of Atlanta. So that's why I needed two yays. Yes, ma'am. Honestly, the <laughs> 90s is the best. That's the best time yes. of music anyway, in my opinion. Literally. It is, and I, and I like old school, like, but the me 90s, too, love it all. Man, Listen I'm to it all. We're both we're both music heads. We're eclectic, right. but if people go back to that decade of music, we were in it, and we knew it was special. Yep. But it takes being twenty years out to be like, yo, we were living in the time that cannot be recreated during that time musically. It 100%. was that hundred percent. I'm talking about all across genres too. Like it, it, it was a it was just a good 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 time right there. All right, yeah. Um, let's go. Some of the the entertainers from this area, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, or either they're from here, or they they spend a significant amount of time here. Let's let's put it that way. Let's go. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson or Kenan Thompson. Oh oh, you you are getting me in trouble. I would say <laughs> um, Samuel L. Jackson is an OG. So off the strength of that, like 
yay. And then if I have to nay, I'll say Kenan Thompson. But I respect what he's doing at SNL and everything else. And I know he's from Atlanta. So yep. look, I had to get my segue there. It's, so. it's smooth. But it's smooth. Happens. It's so smooth. <laughs> and so now, now this next one now, this should be relatively kind of easy, I think, for you. Uh, so some there's a lot of similarities people have pointed out between DC Young Fly Chris and Chris Tucker. Tucker, yeah. I already knew what you were doing. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. All right, yeah or nay, Young Fly versus Chris Tucker. I know. This, I know. Okay. okay, come on, Fly, because I know him personally, and he's an incredible human being, and he's a client, and he's dope. Again, here's my segue. I can't make Chris Tucker. This I'm proud is Chris of you. Tucker. I understand. This Listen. is Chris Tucker, man. Like I'm, you think Atlanta, you think comics. And then he inspires how many comics. So again, I need an exception there for my yay and my yay. But DC, I know the gifting that he has. I know the person that he is. Yep. So of course he's the yay. And then Chris Tucker is um and a, a phenomenal man who kicked the doors down for a lot of people like DC and the others who came at them. I like the way you think. <laughs> and it's Thank okay you. to have a little bit of bias you know what i'm saying when your yeah, people are your people you have bias and that's totally fine absolutely all right well listen i need you to do this i need you to tell our listeners how they connect they can connect with you uh online or wherever you are able to be connected with Okay, thank you. So you can check me out on my website at www.aopc. That's P is in cat. P's and Paul, I'm sorry, C's and Cat lawfirm.com. So that's AOPCLawfirm.com. And on social media, on IG and on Twitter, you can find me at Amy O said so. So yes. that's A M Y. So it's at A M Y S O S A I D. Yes. Amy O said Amy O said so. Listen, this has been incredible for me. I mean, just incredible for me. I appreciate you. You have no idea how incredible it's been for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world right now. In fact, you were just in Senegal. So (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to miss this. Yeah, safely in Senegal. (laughs) Um, So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I look forward to uh, just continuing to see how you continue to impact this city, you know? Thank you, T. And God bless you for what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. Keep on leaving an impact. And thank you for this platform. I appreciate you. And mm-hmm. we will uh, talk soon. And uh, yeah, this is the 4 Atlanta Podcast. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the 4 Atlanta Podcast. We hope that you learned and loved Atlanta a little bit more today than you did before. For more information, check out foratlanta.com. And if you know someone that is loving on Atlanta well or somebody that we should have a conversation with or get to know who is doing incredible things in the city, please have them slide into our DMs on Instagram at Buckhead Church. And as always, please make sure to like and subscribe on all platforms where podcasts are offered.